You're listening to Faith with Friends podcast, where we talk about faith, relationships, and spiritual growth. Welcome to our circle and the conversation where we seek to know God and make Him known. Now, here's your host, Lisa Lorenzo. Happy Easter, happy Resurrection Day. I don't know what you call it. We call it at my church, He is risen. He has risen indeed. Today, I am joined with my sister in Christ, my friend, my confidant, my prayer partner, my buddy, Darius Abraham. Hello, Darius. Hi, Lisa. How are you, my love? I am so glad you're with me today. I needed you today because I needed to be reminded of the resurrection power of Jesus. We all have those days, right? So today I needed a friend that could redirect me and redirect my view instead of looking around at what's wrong or what's missing or what's painful in my life, but to look up at what God might be doing. And I love Silent Saturday, as it's called, because it looks like he was silent. And it looks like on earth it was silent. And man, I think about the hopelessness that might have been felt that day by the believers. I put myself in that situation and I go, okay, where would Darius and I have been during the crucifixion? I want to believe we would have been right there at his feet with Mary hanging out, mourning, crying, yes. praying. Absolutely. <laughs> and then I think Saturday as the yes. sun went down on Friday, I think Saturday would have found us together, mourning together, sharing our, our disappointments and our pains. Yes. Let me just uh, say the other side of it. I wonder if we would have joined Peter and warmed ourselves up, up and said, we don't know that whole nerve wracking unknown. Yeah, we would have been doing it all, I think. Right. Now, Gosh. we both lost a parent and we've lost a whole bunch of people that we love. So I want you listeners mm -hmm. to put yourself in our shoes for a minute. Silent Saturday is over. The morning comes. And imagine for a minute, the person, just think for a minute, one person that you've lost, that you love deeply, that you mourned gravely for. And now imagine they're walking down the path. They're walking down that path. Imagine the joy. Like I can imagine, I've, but think about the joy that Jesus living alive and well would have brought to the believer's heart. Oof unbelievable i would have loved to have been there in fact that I, I think that when we get to heaven that's one of the things we also have to, to we're going to see that we're going to see that resurrection not only his but all of our resurrected family members so we're going to actually have an opportunity to see resurrection within ourselves and and for those around us that have passed away in the lord and been and are there um, but what a sight when he came and said, Mary, oh. it is I, I mean, amazing. The resurrection is the, the, it's the foundation of our faith. Why does the resurrection matter to believers? Okay. It helps me for eternal life, but how can believing in the resurrection and, and placing your faith in Jesus, how does it change our life today? Like why does Easter morning look different for believers? Let's talk about that. Let's talk about that. Okay. Well, first of all, we know 
those of us that are believers, that it's just not that one day. We do celebrate his resurrection every day because that's our faith. Our faith is founded on the fact that he actually rose again after three years, after three days, sorry, three days. Um, what's amazing to me is that it, what it did, it him resurrecting, it validates, it puts a stamp, it absolutely ensures that the Bible is true because all of the prophecies, yes, all of them were fulfilled. And so that then now that Bible, that book, that basic instructions before leaving earth becomes a true handbook for us with truth in it. Because if there was no resurrection, then I still think it would be an amazing book, an amazing work of literature, but the validity, it is absolutely truth that's in there because of the resurrection. So that brings that meaning into it. And so when you read um, Trust in the Lord with all your heart, well, it's coming from a, a point, from a person, from a, from a God that is real, that did what he said he was going to do, which is to come and, and, and take upon himself everything wrong that's been done and that's being done upon himself with this perfect plan to sacrifice and the shedding of blood, everything that everything from the Old Testament that points to him doing this is true. And so everything comes into place. And, that, and as I was sharing with you, it brings to me that word peace. We have been throwing that around. What word? What one word? What one word? Of course, hope of eternal life and what you said. And not to lessen that, but that might very well be. Eternal life is great, but that may be it's just a little piece of the puzzle. And at first, that's all we think, because God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever should believe in him will not perish, but have everlasting life. Well, okay, that's enough, truly. But then we start taking it all apart, and we see it's just a piece, because peace being like a piece of cake. But that grants us peace, peace as in P-E-A-C-E, -E, of knowing that when we're there, we have instructions in that Bible of what's going to, it's going to look like and how to live. It's in that Bible, but, but how to live with peace in this world. You will have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome. So that becomes real. He's overcome. And so why am I so worried? And again, that not looking at the horizontal, but looking at the vertical, looking up and redirecting to that resurrection grants us that beautiful peace. And it takes on a whole, uh, other, 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 aspect of what that means to each and every one of our our lives yeah the resurrection not only provides us peace in suffering but it also reminds us that god comforts us in times of grief so we're all going to have times of grief we're all going to have times of anxiety how do we access that peace and comfort it's coming back to the cross looking at his finished work but the yes. work wasn't finished on the cross it was the resurrection and the fact that Jesus conquered death, overcame it, had power over death. He laid his life down at the cross and Sunday morning, he picked it back up. He rose from the dead and that, that assurance um, that death is not the end of believers that again, we're going to be unite, reunited with our family members. It's the knowledge that provides us the comfort and strength of those that are mourning somebody who lost, but also 
mourning a difficult situation, being reminded that Jesus, now I'm not saying faith in Jesus will change every situation. So you'll always be happy. I'm saying faith in Jesus comforts and provides peace so you can get through the difficult, painful situations. And that, that we're able to cope with loss. We're able to find comfort in the knowledge that Jesus goes with us. He's, he's the suffering servant and he overcame nothing killed him. He overcame every pain, every anguish. He knows the pain of betrayal. He knows he carried all of our sickness, sickness as in sin and sickness as in physical illness. Yes. He carried all of that cross and it looked like it won for a minute on that silent Saturday. It looked like it won, but Jesus was visiting the people downstairs and grabbing souls. He was on that rescue mission. And when he rose that Sunday morning, that gave us hope that in the darkest moments of our lives, we can look to the son, S-O-N, who gives us life, the one who gives us light and who shows us the way. Yes. Amen. Amen. And there's so much, there's just so much there to unpack. There's so much because there's, it started on Friday. I mean, it started obviously when he started ministering, but even at his birth, but it started actually at at the garden. Let me go back. It started with the first Adam who gave up the lease of this earth. He gave it up and then Jesus bought it back. So, you know, he, he bought it back. He redeemed everything for us, but it was, you know, when he said it was finished at the cross, that, uh, that, that was enough. Yeah, but then he, he fulfilled everything that was said. That was so crazy, like oh nobody believes that. It's fine. It was yeah. enough to yeah. go and be the sacrifice because none of the lambs that that were that were sacrificed ever came back to life. You know the actual animals, none of the sheep, none of the sacrifices that were given or made or for atonement, nothing was ever resurrected. But he went and did it any. He did it anyway. He didn't have to, and he did it anyway just to show how absolutely majestic. It really is. And I know that word is just, but it just is so mind boggling. And the more you walk with the Lord, the more it becomes so real. That silent Saturday, I always think, yes, I would have cried. I would have been devastated. Oh my goodness. Okay. Okay. How's he going to come back? I never would have thought. And I think of Peter and I think of how everybody scattered and thought, oh my goodness, he died. He died. He's dead. This is it. And yet he knew that we needed that resurrection. We needed that resurrection for ourselves, for our faith, for our future, for everything. And it also reminds me that I have complete forgiveness of sin. Complete. Not only did he take on that sin, but he nailed it to the cross, left it there, was buried and rose again without the sin. He rose again full of joy, full of light. And I think this forgiveness frees believers from the burden of guilt and shame. And it enables us to live a new life in Christ. We no longer, it is no longer I that live, but Christ in me. So if you struggle with addiction or whatever your sin might be, the knowledge of that forgiveness through the resurrection of Jesus gives us hope and gives us motivation to press on, continue overcoming their struggles. Yes. Today, I was sharing with one of the gals from church, and she mentioned that the resurrection to her was this a longing to see her mother in heaven and walk Mm -hmm. with her mother in heaven. 
which we kind of touched upon it before. And, you know, everybody said the word, you know, the resurrection means love at the cross and, and sacrifice. And, and I said, peace. And, and everybody gave kind of their, they shared. And she, when she said that, that was so beautiful because it's true. Another thing that gives us that joy that the resurrection should be giving us daily, which is that she gets that longing to be there, which death in and of itself is very scary. But to get there and walk with her mother, she has to go through death. Yeah. And so I think it bypasses that fear that we innately have of dying, being sick, whatever. How is our end going to be? Am I going to get hit by a car? Am I going to have cancer? Am I going to have this? Am I going to die of heart attack? You know, we start thinking old age. My grandmother lived to 100 and her body just turned off. But that's it. That was her time. And yet she didn't know. She spent an awful lot of her latter years wondering when she was going to die. Because when you get older, you just wonder that resurrection, it almost bypasses that stress and worry and burden and, and that to just be there and be excited about being there because the resurrection provides us with that because they're resurrected and we know that. Yeah. I'm reminded by something you said, the resurrection also demonstrates God's love for humanity. It's no longer for God so loved the world. Yeah. It's because God really loved Lisa enough. God really loves Darius. Fill in your name. The resurrection of Jesus is evidence. It is proof. It is the evidence of God's great love for us. Because by sending Jesus to die for us and then raising him from the dead, that kind of love inspires us and motivates believers to love God and to love others in return. So when you have a person in your life, which we all do, and guess what? We are also that person for other people. That's hard to love. Yeah. We have an example that we can experience God's love and then we're moved to share that love with others through acts of kindness, through service, through compassion, through patience, because that's what God did for us on the cross. And that's what his resurrection, his love didn't die that day. As a matter of fact, his love multiplied that day because now before the resurrection, If you were with Jesus, you were with Jesus. But what about the millions of people that didn't experience that, that didn't get to talk to him and eat with him and hear him speech, uh, hear him speak and share and teach? You, You didn't have that. Now, through the power of the resurrection, when he was raised from the dead and his spirit was sent out on the earth, we can all experience God's love for us, his compassion for us. We can be guided by his wisdom. We can spend time with him. We can communicate. The veil was broken from from top to bottom. So now we can communicate with him openly. We don't have to go to a, a high priest who has to, no, we can go straight to Jesus by closing our eyes or even praying open and saying, Jesus, we can pray anywhere to God in the name of Jesus because of what he did on the cross and the resurrection power that we're given. And lastly, Darius, I just want to talk about the firm foundation that we're given in faith and we're given new purpose and meaning in life. Had Jesus only died on the cross and not resurrected, what purpose would we have? It would be um, it would be very limited. We as humans would probably be practicing our Christianity, maybe still making sacrifices and still not seeing that, like you said, the complete the story would have been incomplete. We needed to see him die that absolutely gruesome, horrible death on the cross. And we that couldn't have been it. It needed to have been further, like how we have already discussed, that he comes out, he came out 
white as, as snow. I love that don't touch me yet. My body has not been glorified. We don't know what he looked like at that moment, but they reckon, I mean, Mary didn't recognize him at first. She thought he was the gardener. But then after, you know, we hear about how he met with everyone and they knew it was him and they believed even more. It wasn't just that limited number of people that actually saw the risen Christ. How did that spread? Well, because it was real. The news would have been after the cross, he died. Yeah. Oh, now he's in heaven. He's sitting at the right side of God, yada, yada, yada. But now people saw him alive. And so it spread. That's news. And that's how come we have this amazing faith and proof that it happened. Because out of those 11 guys, and then the limited number of people that saw him resurrected, all of us still believe. How can 11 people that were absolutely martyred and killed for believing and for saying it, they kept saying it. And then we've got Paul, who was like absolutely a horrible Pharisee, killing, persecuting Christians. And yet through him, here we are. The multitude through all of these generations that still believe in Christianity, there needed to be a resurrection. There had to be a resurrection because that's how we were able to be here today and believe that, you know, through generations. And not only that, like you said, he had to have died on the cross. And then after the resurrection, he told them clearly, I'm leaving behind the helper. And the helper was the Holy Spirit that can reach everybody. And that's why when Paul was able to go and share the gospel, the Holy Spirit was already doing the work. Jesus couldn't get there first and say, hey, this guy's coming. He looks kind of weird. He lives. He's got a messed up eye. And you know what? He used to kill Jews, but you're going to believe in what he says. The only way to do that, Jesus couldn't do that physically. He had to do it through his spirit. And it had to have been through his resurrection and then letting them all know, hey, the helper's coming. Help is coming. Amen. Help is coming. All right. Well, I'd like to close just reading a few of God's word and sharing. And I hope that if you're listening today, that you will ponder what does the resurrection mean for you in your life? And how can you live differently today? How can you suffer? Because we all have things we're suffering through. How can that suffering be transformed by the power of the resurrection? So I'm just going to read a few scriptures and I just pray that you'd sit back and listen and allow the Lord to minister to your heart. 1 Thessalonians 4.16 says, For the Lord himself descended from heaven with a cry of command and with the voice of an archangel and the sound of a trumpet, the dead in Christ will raise first, because just as Christ was resurrected, so will we be resurrected. Romans 6.4 says, We were buried, therefore, we were buried with him by baptism into death, in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in newness of life. First Peter 1.3, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. According to his great mercy, he has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. And one of my favorites, John 11.25 and 26, Jesus said to her, Jesus says to you, I am the resurrection and life. Whoever believes in me, Though he die, yet shall he live. And everyone who believes, and everyone who lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? So that's the question we leave you with today. Do you believe that Jesus died, was buried in a tomb, and resurrected on the third day? What difference has it made in your life? And if it has impacted your life, how does that truth transform into the lives of those around you? How does the filling of the spirit trickle out to those around you? 
Hopefully that love that we talked about, the proof that he loved humanity, hopefully the proof, <clears throat> the, the demonstration of God's love for humanity has affected your life and then the lives of those around you. It provides us a firm foundation. It gives us new meaning and hope. It gives us comfort in times of grief, hope in eternal life, and it proves that Jesus Christ was the son of God because of all the world religions, there's only one empty tomb. There's only one who rose from the dead and is living and well. And so for those that are suffering today and a little down, I ask you this, those seeds of faith that are planted in the lives of those that love you, would you trust in Jesus to pour out his Holy spirit and allow him to do the work to resurrect dead relationships, broken hearts, hurting, pain, trauma? Would you allow God to be the healer of those things as we look to the power that was needed to raise Jesus from the dead, to overcome death, that there was no hope to overcome? Can we trust that that same power lives inside of us and is working through us and around us today? I hope that today finds you meditating on the power and the impact that the resurrection has not only on my life and your life, but on the lives of those people who even today might still deny him. But Jesus sits at the right hand of the father and he is mediating God himself. Jesus himself has taken back his place at the right hand of the father. And he's praying not only for us, but for all who will believe. Darius, how does that leave you feeling today? Yes. That leaves me feeling like I'm always in need of a resurrection. And the way to find it is through Jesus. The power to know him and the power of his resurrection is all the ammunition we need um, to just keep on keeping on through our sufferings, through our failures, through our victories. We just got to keep on keeping on through the power of Jesus' resurrection. Love it. Amen. And if you're not sure if you believe today, Jesus leaves you with a question. Do you believe? Do you believe? I pray that you'd get alone with God and you'd wrestle. Invite him into your doubts. Invite him into your non-belief. God, if you're real, I open my heart to you. Prove it. Show me. Reveal yourself to me. Because that's a prayer he'll always answer. He desires. He stands at the door of your heart and he knocks. And if you'll open up, he will come in and he'll commune with you. Yes. So thank you, Darius, and thank you all for listening. I pray that this Resurrection Sunday would be a little different. I pray that it wouldn't be about the Easter Bunny. I pray that it wouldn't be about the egg hunt. I pray that your true motive in celebrating Easter Sunday would be pondering and meditating on the power and the impact that the resurrection has on our lives. Thank you for listening, friends, and thank you for joining me, yes. Darius. I love you. I love you too. Thanks for joining us for today's Faith with Friends podcast. We hope you will like and subscribe as we continue the conversation. Follow us on Instagram at Faith with Friends. If you enjoyed this podcast, would you forward to your friends so our circle will continue to grow?